October is coming to a close. I told you that starting in October, the year is going to just fly by. Where did October go to so quickly? Today, by the way, is Friday, October 30th, and today is my birthday, and I happily share this special day with Henry Winkler. Hi and hello! You've found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Up until 2015, you were legally bound to pay one of the biggest media companies in the world a fee if you sang happy birthday or played it in public or on the radio or broadcast it on TV or on your podcast. Here's the backstory. Despite it being probably the most famous song in the English language, its owners had been able to charge royalties for those who sang it for decades. That's right, up until 2015, Happy Birthday was not part of the public domain, but instead a copyrighted moneymaker for its owners at Warner Brothers and was a hotly contested legal entity. Like with a lot of things, it's hard to pinpoint the song's actual origins, but many accounts have Louisville, Kentucky sisters Patty and Mildred Hill down as the song's original authors, or at least the authors of the song which led to Happy Birthday, which they wrote at the tail end of the 19th century. According to the sisters, they pinned the Happy Birthday melody in the 1890s for Patty's kindergarten students, and at first it was called Good Morning to All and sung each morning in class. The lyrics were just, good morning to you, good morning to you, good morning dear children, good morning to all. When a student's birthday arrived, the class would replace the good morning to all lyrics with happy birthday to you, Patty said later in a deposition. The sisters published the tune with the good morning to all lyrics in their 1893 songbook, Song Stories for the Kindergarten, with Chicago publisher Clayton F. Summy. The 1912 reprint of this book included the Happy Birthday lyrics as the third verse. As the song's popularity expanded, the Hill Sisters began to file lawsuits against its unlicensed use against composers and playwrights who used the song in their works. Still, the sisters didn't officially copyright Happy Birthday, although they did copyright Good Morning to All. In 1935, the sisters, tired of the melody being used for profit without authorization, copyrighted and published Happy Birthday with the Clayton F. Summy Company. The Hill Sisters, according to the language of this copyright, had the rights to the song if sung for profit until 1991. Later that decade, John F. Sinstack bought the Summing Company and renamed it Birch Tree LTD. And decades later, in 1988, media giant Warner Music bought Birch Tree LTD for $25 million. Due to this series of legal transfers, Warner Brothers said that it owned the copyright to the Happy Birthday song in its entirety until 2030. In practice, this meant that anyone who wanted to sing the song in a public space had to pay Warner Brothers royalties in order to do so without legal repercussions. And this applied to everyone. While Disney had to pay Warner Brothers $5,000 to use the song in a parade, over time, Happy Birthday garnered Warner Brothers a lot of money. 
According to Warner, the copyright translated into $2 million in royalties each year, some which went to the Hill Foundation, which was a charity founded in the name of the Hill Sisters. Many media experts claim that this is the most profitable song in history. Warner claimed copyright for use in film, television, radio, and anywhere open to the public, so in restaurants or at ball fields, and for any group where a substantial number of those in attendance were not family or friends of the performer. This is the reason why servers at your favorite restaurant had their own birthday song. This is why movies and TV shows showed people singing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow instead of Happy Birthday. But not long after this acquisition, filmmakers and attorneys began to organize in opposition. Given the length of the copyright extension and the song's quasi-folk status, many people believe that Warner Brothers held a copyright to an object that should be a part of the public domain, meaning that the song should not be subject to copyright and therefore receive royalties. Perhaps the most staunch anti-copyright lawyer involved was copyright lawyer professor Robert Bronis. Scouring through ample court records and writings and making his case against the copyright, in 2010, a 70-page paper, Copyright in the World's Most Popular Song, which I have linked in the show notes for you legal nerds, Professor Bronis claims that since only certain arrangements of the song were renewed in 1963 for copyright, that's when the song became a part of the public domain. Bronis didn't end his argument there. In addition to the fact that the wrong name appears on the original copyright, Bronis says that since there is, quote, scant evidence that either Patty or Mildred Hill wrote the song, end quote, and Warner Brothers can only claim ownership of the song if they can definitively prove that the Hill sisters wrote it, that the song should not hold a copyright status at all. Based in large part on Bronis's research, in 2013, a filmmaker named Jennifer Nelson, who was producing a documentary on the song Good Morning to All and had to pay $1,500 in royalty to use Happy Birthday, decided to take Warner Brothers to court, alleging that the media giant had falsely claimed copyright to the song. Here's a fun fact. Jennifer Nelson used to be a producer on the MTV show My Super Sweet 16. Does anyone remember that TV show? It'd be like 16-year-olds throwing these crazy outlandish parties, and they always got some luxury vehicle at the end from their parents. Anyway, she would get so annoyed that production would have to fork over thousands of dollars every episode to use the Happy Birthday song. And she knew that for years and years, filmmakers and TV show productions usually had to work around not using Happy Birthday in cheesy ways. Jennifer Nelson, who had never filed a lawsuit before, got connected with Randall Newman, an attorney who was a friend of a friend and who was not at all versed in copyright laws, to discuss if it was possible to take on Warner Brothers to get Happy Birthday in the hands of the people. They spent months and months tracking down original papers from the Hill Sisters and published work from the 1920s and 30s with a song in it, and finally brought on Mark Rifkin, a copyright attorney, when they thought they had enough evidence to prove that Happy Birthday should be public domain. For months in court, Newman and Rifkin argued that the Hill Sisters allowed the public to perform the song without asserting any copyright, allowing it to drift into public domain as early as the 1920s. Since all relevant witnesses were dead, Nelson's attorneys were in need of a smoking gun, and they believed that they found it with a $3 purchase from Amazon. A 1922 songbook the attorneys ordered included the Happy Birthday song along with a line that read special permission through courtesy of the Clayton F. Summy Company. So that was 1922, and given the fact that music published before 1923 is usually considered to be part of public domain and that the lyrics were published at a time without a valid copyright notice, the attorneys argued that the song was part of public domain and had been since 1923. 
the trio at this point, having met several filmmakers who also paid thousands of dollars to use Happy Birthday in their productions, then filed a class action lawsuit against Warner Brothers saying that they should have to pay back money to anyone who paid to use Happy Birthday since the copyright was deemed legally invalid. Warner Brothers agreed to pay $14 million, and those who paid to use that song since 1988 were allowed to file to receive a portion of the settlement. The two lawyers have since teamed up to try to free other songs. In 2018, they got the song We Shall Overcome into public domain, but in February of this year, they lost the case to get This Is Your Land out from its copyright. But since June of 2015, you've been allowed to sing me happy birthday without the fear of lawsuit of copyright violation. So if you want to sing it to me tonight, feel free. Let's pause right here to spotlight our October sponsor, The Upper Room. These days, I'm finding comfort in the small things that make me feel more grateful and grounded in life. For me, that is the sweet after-school car ride conversations that I get to have with the kids. It's reading a book on my screened porch, and it's laughing with you guys about this podcast and interacting with our thoughtful community on social media. Things that I can count on every day to help me be a more thankful person. Things like the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide. You can count on the Upper Room for daily inspiration, community, and prayer. It's interdenominational and the only devotional magazine written by its readers, just ordinary people who have encountered God in daily situations. The Upper Room is here for you every day through your email, their custom app, or their printed magazine, which has been around for over 80 years and has 5 million readers worldwide. I've been getting their emails for a couple weeks now, and I appreciate having that daily encouragement pointing me to what really matters. Today, by the way, friends can enjoy a free 30-day trial of the Upper Room's email or app service by visiting upperroom.org welcome. That's U-P-P-E-R-R-O-O-M dot org slash welcome to get your first 30 days free. All right, now back to the show. So my love language is gifts. I I love a gift. Really, any gift. I am so moved by the thought of someone seeing something and thinking of me, no matter what that gift is. And I want to say in the meat of the show, instead of in the outro, that you are such a gift to me. If you're listening to this, if you made today, by the way, a part of your day today, I am grateful for you. It has been an unusual year, to say the least, but creating this content with you has been a bright spot and in some ways a saving grace. When I think about this last year and count my many, many blessings, you are near the very top of that list. When the pandemic first started for a number of weeks, we'd do Friday night face-off on Instagram Live. We would put on a face mask and some of the besties would gather together and we'd just spend an hour or so online talking and laughing. My podcast buddy Hannah Turk and I will be on Instagram tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where I'm going to answer questions, whatever questions you ask, and I may ask you some questions live. We can tag you in if you want to play or you can just join us in the chat or just lurk and watch like a creep. In any regard, I would love to celebrate with you tonight. I'm also doing a fundraiser with Noonday for Be The Bridge. 20% of sales today and tomorrow will go to Be The Bridge, so if you have any Christmas shopping you need to do, take a look at Noonday and shop using my link at indiananoonday.com slash be the bridge. If you want to give me a gift, one of the best gifts you could give me is just helping the show grow. That just means telling your friends about it, and if you haven't already, leaving a kind or funny review on Apple Podcasts. 
I would love to keep widening our circle here so more women can laugh with us and have a bright spot in their days just for them on Monday and Friday. Tomorrow is Halloween night, which I love. Being a child, I did not like having my birthday so close to Halloween. My birthday cake often featured a witch, and I didn't have birthday parties because there would usually be a Halloween party with school or in the community that my classmates would be attending, so I would just opt to do that instead. This all changed, though, when I got to college. My roommate Heather and I had back-to-back birthdays and would share a two-day celebration. After college, when I moved to Texas, my two-day celebration continued but shifted to my birthday plus Halloween. My friends and I used my birthday weekend to go all out. I would throw a themed party on the 30th, and then the very next day, the same crowd would go out together for Halloween. If you haven't listened to the Sexy Halloween episode from a couple of weeks ago, please do yourself a favor and go back and listen to that one. I used to have incredible themed parties and had the best friends who would show up ready to do whatever weird thing I had planned. The year I turned 28, the theme was Forever Young. I told everyone to dress like the elementary version of themselves. I wore a Monster Truck t-shirt with a polka dot sundress and galoshes. (laughs) There were lots of overalls and some spinny hats and cartoon t-shirts. My friends all came over and we had pizza and dinosaur chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese and Sunny D. (laughs) And then we went out dressed like children and we played laser tag. My golden birthday, when I turned 30 on the 30th, had a theme of the golden years. I asked everyone to come dressed like a senior citizen, the more realistic the better, and that there would be prizes for those who are most into it. My friends did not disappoint and actually even got into character and stayed in character all night. Everyone powdered their hair white or wore a wig. Most people drew wrinkles. Carmen had a photo album of photos of herself as a child and kept pulling them out to show us photos of her precious granddaughter. Deering put Ben Gay on her body so she would smell elderly. Heidi got a walker from somewhere and put glasses on a chain and walked hunched over her walker all night. We had dinner at Luby's at 5.30, which Luby's is this cafeteria place known for their senior citizen early bird specials. And Heidi looked so legitimately old that a Luby's worker insisted on carrying her tray to the table. After dinner, we played bingo and ate birthday cake featuring the Golden Girls. And that's probably one of my favorite birthday parties to date. I miss these epic birthday parties, but honestly, ever since having kids, I've just kept things super low-key. Halloween becomes my main focus, and really, these days I'm easy. I just want a night where we go out to dinner and I don't have to load the dishwasher. Tonight we are going to Hot Pot. Have, Have you ever been to Hot Pot? It's Korean and is basically Asian fondue. You are sat at a table and at every place is a a burner and they bring you your choice of broth in a tall metal pot that you put on the burner. And for the table, they bring like a mountain of vegetables, a billion different sauces, and then you get to choose your meat and noodle options. It is one of my favorite meals and I am going to eat all the things tonight. Forgive me if I'm close to passing out in a noodle hangover on Instagram Live tonight. For today's good time, good deal, again, I'm just linking to a article from the Crazy Coupon Lady called 100 Best Birthday Freebies, Rewards, and Discounts. It was published last month, so it's super current. Most of them require you to sign up for newsletters, but on your birthday, you'll be emailed something for free. I mentioned before that I use a fake birthday on the internet, and so my internet birthday was October 1st. That's when I got some of my freebies, but I did not see this exhaustive list before. 
So I have a junk email and I may just spend my carpool time today signing up for all of these so that next year I am overwhelmed with the possibilities. My favorite deals on this incredible list include a free burrito from Moe's, a free cookie from Great American Cookie Company, a free smoothie from Smoothie King, a free birthday milkshake from Steak and Shake, and alas, I'm not getting any of these today because hot pot is all you can eat and I am saving room. But you know what would be really smart? Actually, it would be really smart to put a different October day as my birthday for all of these birthday freebies so that every day next October, I can enjoy something for free. Instead of celebrating my birthday and Halloween for 48 hours, I can celebrate with these freebies all month long. This is, <laughs> this is maybe the best idea I've had in a long time. Okay, this week's community challenge is one that benefits me greatly, and I feel very little shame in asking for this. This week, could you please take the time to leave a glowing written review for this podcast and all the other podcasts that you listen to regularly? Maybe big podcasters like Joe Rogan don't read every review, but I promise you, small, independent podcasters like myself, we read every single one. For 95% of us, podcasting is hard work with very little payout. They say that every minute of recording time takes three to four times that in editing and twice as much of that for marketing. And I found that to be pretty much true for me. Podfade usually happens before a show hits its 10th episode and keeps climbing until a show reaches its 50th episode. I have seen a few of my pod peers hang up their microphones this year. And I know from experience that these kind reviews, encouraging DMs and emails is what keeps many of us going. Most of us are here for the community and the love for it, not for the money. So as we head into the holidays, I'd love it if you could take time to tell a podcaster you love how much you appreciate them. Okay, friend, that's it for today. There are a few links for you in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. Our Facebook group, My Internet Besties, continues to be one of my favorite places on the internet and definitely my favorite thing on Facebook. In my heart, it's right ahead of the Facebook group Weird Secondhand Finds That Just Need To Be Shared that's 2 million members strong and so funny. I will link that in the show notes for you too. It's my birthday. Tomorrow's Halloween with a full moon and the next day is an extra hour of sleep for daylight savings time. So gosh, I hope your weekend is full of lots of sweets and extra sleep. Today is a new day and friend, I am cheering you on. <laughs>